1: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans, and welcome to episode 152 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. My name is Colton Strickler. I'm your host. Got a good show for everybody today. Heavy rugby town sevens again, as we're you know the day before the tournament. By the time you hear this, the tournament will be off and rolling, most likely. So, uh, got a lot of rugby town sevens stuff for you. Uh, Keep you nice and informed while you're enjoying the rugby. We'll start off the show with the breakdown. Breakdown is brought to you by O'Neill's. O'Neill's is the official sportswear supplier to the biggest teams in world rugby, Infinity Park, and the American Raptors. Shop apparel now at o'neill's.com. O N E I L L S.com starting off talking about the american raptors i know i talked a, b- a little bit about it last week but i wanted to remind you that there will be raptors all over the pitch at the 10th annual rubby town sevens this weekend at infinity park talked to Dayton sheridan and samu smith who are both playing for nav sevens this weekend saw sean clarks playing with tsunami barbarians watson feliki tonga playing with the tel aviv heat uh, and zach hall is playing for the casanovas and, the, and those are just a few of the names that i've seen I know there's going to be quite a few more, so that'll be fun to see them playing this weekend. Uh, Talking about the 2022 Rugby Town 7s, this is the 10th anniversary of this tournament. Gets rolling on Friday at 11 a.m., so I put together a few things to watch for. Maybe it's the first time you watch this tournament, Um, so here's a few things that you can kind of keep your eye on. Uh, started with the armed forces championship and, and navy will look to defend their 2021 armed forces championship they won their first ever armed forces title in 2021 by defeating air force they joined the marines and the army as the only two other teams that have won this title before last year army had won seven titles in a row Uh, Army wasn't allowed to compete last year due to some COVID rules. Um, They competed under the Army Rugby Union moniker um, and Marines competed under the old breed select sevens. But since technically they weren't, you know, under the the armed forces uh, shield or umbrella, they weren't allowed to compete in the armed forces championship. So that meant Coast Guard, Air Force, and uh, Navy were the three armed forces teams and Navy came out on top of those three. So Army's looking you know, to get back in the hunt for their eighth title this weekend. Um, so that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, another thing to look for, three teams in this year's competition have won this tournament before. So the U.S. All-Americans and the USA Falcons, which are now the USA 23s, won the tournament in 2012 and 2013. So they took the first two titles. And the Denver Select Sevens won in 2015 and 2016. And last but certainly not least, the Ramblin' Jesters won in 2019. Uh, Ramblin' Jesters and Denver Select 7s always make a good push for the title, uh, so it'll be cool to see them. Um, but So three teams, like I just said, that have experience in this tournament, uh, know what it takes to win it, um, and that leaves 17 other teams you know, looking for their first title. And last but certainly not least, there will be a new champion in 2022. Last year's winners, Samurai, were set to compete as the Springbok Sevens Academy this year, but were unable to make the trip due to some visa issues, some snags, uh, so they won't be able to defend their title. Samurai defeated the SoCal Griffins, who are returning to compete in this year's tournament and last year's cup final. Uh, so we'll see a new champion. You know, there's, no gonna, there's not going to be a repeat champion, no back-to-back title holder. Uh, like I just mentioned, a couple teams... You know, could win their their second and third title this year, uh, but but it's wide open, which is good to see. It makes it interesting. So those are three storylines you can follow if you're tuning in to watch your first rugby 10 sevens this weekend. Uh, so that'll be something to keep an eye on, something fun to see. Uh, and all that stuff, like I said, gets rolling on Friday. We'll talk a little bit more about it and all the rope you can watch this weekend, which is coming up right after the last piece of the breakdown, which is talking about the MLR draft. That's taking place tonight, Thursday, August 18th. That will be on Fox Sports 2, but this really doesn't matter because it will have already have happened by the time you hear this. I know there's two Colorado guys on the board, so we're hoping to see them go uh, You know, get drafted at all. Best of luck to everybody in the pool uh, and if you don't get drafted, it's not the end of the road. It's almost kind of better because you get to pick and choose your own situation, which is good news. Uh, so uh, we'll keep an eye on that, of course, uh, on the eve of this Rugby Town 7s, which is the perfect segue into all the rugby you can watch this weekend. And that is brought to you by Wintergreen. Wintergreen loves rugby and wants to support USA Rugby's mission of uniting an inclusive, passionate rugby community to grow the sport of rugby in America. Wintergreen gels, cream sprays, and soaks are made with wintergreen oils and other therapeutic natural oils to help Soothe and support sore muscles and joints to help keep you at your best. You uh, visit wintergreensport.com to p- purchase the products you need to help you prepare to win. I know every team in the Rugby Town Sevens got a comp box of Wintergreen products, and they're gonna need it because you have to take care of your body to win this tournament. Um, and that's where we start with all the rugby you can watch this weekend. So as we've been talking about, the 10th annual Rugby Town Sevens finish starts on Friday at 11 a.m. Wraps up on Sunday at 5:15. PM. You can stream all the matches for free on RugbyTown7s.com. If you're local to Denver, Glendale area, you're in Colorado, you want to watch some good rugby, you can purchase your tickets there too. I think single day tickets are 10 bucks, so super cheap. You can get a weekend pass for $20. Uh, hopefully, you see ya. we see you out there. If you are here, shoot me a message, tweet me. Love to come say hello. I uh, like meeting the people that listen to the show. We got the MPC Bunnings and Fair Palmer Cup happening in New Zealand. Uh, all weekend on flow rugby so tune into that and the women we have a women's international new zealand black friends versus australian wallaroos that's on saturday at 105 p.m you can watch that one on flow rugby as well let's jump into the interview portion of the show now it's rugby town Sevens interview with world rugby commentator and the voice of infinity park down stanford is brought to you by guard lab Join the mouthguard revolution with American-made mouthguards that perform, protect, and recover. For more information, visit guardlab.com. So I said last week, if you listen to the show, I wasn't sure there was anyone that knew more about the Rugby Town 7s than Glendale City Manager Linda Cassidy. But Down Stanford might give her a run for her money. This will be Down's ninth Rugby Town 7s. One as a player, eight as a broadcaster, missed one to go to Greece. And the last few years, I've had the pleasure of you know helping him make his famous social media videos that he puts out before the tournament. And I'm not kidding when I say that he knows almost everybody here. Um, it's fun to walk around with him. It's fun to listen to him talk about the tournament because he has been to so many, and and his brain is just on a different level with how he remembers stuff and the the facts and the nicknames that he comes up with. Um, so it's fun to talk to him about it and and this episode it's kind of turned into a yearly tradition where I interview him the week of the the tournament um, so with that introduction hopefully you enjoyed this interview with world rugby commentator and the voice of infinity park down stanford all right now welcome back onto the show world rugby commentator down stanford we're back for another rugby town 7s down how's it feel
0: can't wait 10 years running epic events uh, and I'll say it again one of my favorite events of the year can you believe that that we're on the 10th anniversary you know what's kind of funny? I had a Facebook memory that popped up the other day. In 2012, the inaugural events, I was playing with the Tiger rugby side. And in many ways, it feels like yesterday, but it does feel like a while ago, uh, 10 years in the running. And what I love about the event is they're able to keep the competitiveness and teams want to come back. There's a long list of teams that get denied.
1: Yeah. That's, I can't believe it. Like, it feels like yesterday, just you know, getting going. Here we are, 10 years. Uh, remind us how many, how many tournaments you've been involved in.
0: Yeah, so of the well, this will then be uh, my ninth event of the ten. Uh, one is a player and the rest is a uh, broadcaster. Uh, one unfortunately had to miss, but again, the reason's good. We know because it was Greece. Uh, friends, uh, South African friend was there uh, getting married there, which is great. But I will never miss it again in the next ten years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I had an interesting conversation with our friend Pongi about uh, the jaunt to Greece from South Africa. It's, it doesn't sound like too bad of a flight from over there. So I got to make it out there one day. Um, so cool. Let's go. You know. You already talked about this is a ninth, eighth one you've called. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about your preparation. So when do you start preparing for this tournament?
0: Yeah, so this is unlike any other event. Um, I was here recently for the USA 15s qualify against Chile. That's about a week preparation, but a Rugby Town 7s with 20 teams, uh, so four more than a regular World Series, probably takes two weeks of prep. And that's diligently working on player profiles. Um, you get supplied a lot of the information, but some of it you got to go and search for as well. Uh, again, I want to give uh, uh, credit to Kira Nelson and her crew for collecting all that data. It's very difficult to get it from the players, but again, they appreciate it in hindsight when they hear the names being called, the stories being told, family members getting shouted out, um, so it's a lot of time and effort go into those kind of storyboards we work on for every single team
1: that's great uh, and, and I know you, I like, went back and listened to some of your calls from the last couple of tournaments how many players 300 players is that right <laughs> Yeah, that, that thing, it varies a little bit? It,
0: it varies a bit you know sometimes you've got you know some injuries and players are able to be replaced but you know you got to you can do the numbers so you know 20 times uh, probably about a thir- 13 person squad um, and then don't forget you have to prep a little bit for the officials as well and then if there's rivalry between the teams or history of the event uh, a team may have finished you know in the quarterfinals. you've got to keep track of that that this is their best ever achievement being in the finals or the semifinals uh, so there's always a lot to, to go on and one thing people don't understand in the sevens is that you've got to keep track of all the games you need to know who scored because When they play again, you'd need to be able to say they scored a hat trick early in that game, even if you weren't caught in that game or watching it.
1: Yeah. And do you get some help with that, or is that really up to you? Is there some producer in your ear saying, hey, we saw this guy score three tries earlier. It's just mostly you.
0: It's mostly up to you. Um, you know, they're, they're Obviously, you go to the app as well, so you can build your own stats and data. Look, the the preference for the broadcaster is you can either just call the game as you see it, or you could provide a bit more insight, a background to a team or to a player as you have. And the luxury of being to all these events in the past is that I know a lot of these players, and so some of them on the Sevens World Series, some of them at Rugby Town. So you can add a bit more color than most people would if you just pick up the mic.
1: That's great. Uh, so we're recording this on Wednesday, uh, it's 1 p.m., so we're a little under 48 hours away from, you know, the, the start of the 2022 Rugby Town 7's tournament. So what do these next few days look like for you?
0: Yeah, so – uh, the great thing about this event, they bring me out a few days ahead of time to uh, chat to the teams and do some social media and uh, build up this, especially the new sides that are coming in, which is great we're a team from Israel, Tel Aviv here, which is fantastic, and then a lot of returning legends from the different sides, you know, a lot of MLR players, players that play in the Premier Rugby 7s as well, um, and so that kind of gives me a time to connect with the teams, and it's the tip that you get off the recording section, where you just chat to a coach and they mention somebody and a little story behind them those are gold that you use in the tournament um, and then the rest of it, when I get to the hotel room, it's really just get in the front of the computer, prep your team sheets. I use these lengthy legal sheets of paper for every team. Um, it's very detailed, and I put them on poster boards, and then I take them to the tournament. So when I arrive, it, you know, I've used the, the, to tape these down to the ball, uh, onto the table, and so a lot of work goes into that, and that'll happen in the next 48 hours. Um, and then once you hit the ground running, 62 games in a row, three days, uh, you're we're obviously not calling every game ourselves. We have you know four broadcasters, which is great, but you're on in a sense the whole weekend.
1: Yeah. Oh, I, I'm, I'm aware that's a long weekend. Uh, I'm not speaking into a mic the whole time. So I can be a, a little bit looser, I guess, with how I <laughs> with how I act and what I say and how I behave. But um, I'm excited, man. And I know you just talked about the Tel Aviv heat. Um, but, but there's quite a few, you know, a couple new sides uh, competing in this year's tournament. And I, I was hoping to get your thoughts on uh, who you're kind of looking out for.
0: Yeah, well, why not do this? Let's run through every single yeah, pool. Yeah, let's do it. Let's give okay, them the whole, cool. the whole scope. Okay, let's start with the Armed Forces Championship. So this is the uh, five branches of uh, the Armed Forces which compete every uh, year here. This is their main tournament, and which they put all the resources and energy into this. Um, and for me personally, it is such an honor to be able to call uh, uh, these players you know, who put their lives on the line for you know the United States. So, of course, we've got uh, the Army, the Air Force, the Coast Guard, the Marines, and the Navy. What is very interesting, about this event is that the Army have won seven times but Navy won last time and so that is really cool so I love the fact that an underdog has come through and won won the Armed Forces Championship got a chance to see them doing training they're looking very fit very fast it'll be it'll be good Army are gonna come back very strong as we know Um, so they're of course gonna be favorites for this one Um, so they'll play each other once in the pool stages how the format works and then the top two will go to the Armed Forces Championship final on Saturday and that's a 10-minute final and they don't want to convert to the seven-minute finals that, you know, we do for the rest of the World Series for player safety and welfare because they they view that as their main final. And hats off to them. They produce a brilliant set of rugby. Um, so that's the Armed Forces team I didn't want to
1: cut you off, but I know I've heard lots of stories about, you know, the, here, you know, so the people that, that kind of like are in charge of running this tournament have asked them before, like, do you want to scrap this? Because it is a disadvantage to these Armed Forces teams, you know, like the Army that always has a good tournament and then they end up playing in the... You know the knockout stages, and they they do not like that idea at all. Like you just said, they play for that championship. Really, you know, they don't want to exist in a world where there's no Armed Forces Championship.
0: And it's brilliant that Rugby Town provides that opportunity for them to play here. They used to play in a 15 a side event every year, but the Sevens is now their focus, um, and it's been going since you know 2012 for them, which is fantastic. Um, and, and at the end of the day, it is all about pride in these Armed Forces sides, and so, chatting to them, they're building up to that Armed Forces final. It is obviously a tremendous honour to make that final, and of course the team that comes on top is huge and got bragging rights. And, and you're right, they do cross over later in the tournament, uh, Pool A, which is their uh, Armed Forces pool, crossover with Pool D in the tournament. Um, but at the end of the day, Day, it's all about those first two days for these armed forces sides
1: perfect did you want to continue into pool b
0: yeah so pool b so this is a interesting pool so you've got the nav 7 side fresh from winning the usa rugby club Sevens national championship last weekend which is great to have them here uh, five of the 12 players that played in one last week are here. They've got The rest of the players are younger development players coming through, but still, they're going to be a great threat in that pool. Team Germany, they're in there as well. They uh, made the knockout rounds last year, but they're sending a development side this year. So a couple of players I recognize, a lot of newer names as well, which is great for them and their country's development. Barbados, that are in here as well. Uh, they definitely throw it around and have got some fast wingers also. Then you've got an interesting one in the Casanovas. They're made up mainly of Major League Rugby players. I don't know much about the Casanovas, but I know they they're gonna be putting on a show. And then a team from Texas called Gorilla Rugby who were here last year as well. So that's an intriguing pool. If I look at there, I would say, NAV sevens are coming through that one, uh, and then potentially the Casanovas would surprise sites to come through there. So that's pool B, that crosses over with pool C. And it's very important, of course, when you look at sevens, is who you cross over with. So this pool has one of the new sites, Tel Aviv Heat, uh, who, it's a great branding exercise for them. They played one season in the European uh, Championship uh, against a few other countries there in rugby Europe, but they haven't played sevens yet. So first look for them, they aren't able to do visa uh, restrictions send over their actual team but still it's great they've got one or two players that normally play for them and a bunch of newer names as well so they'll be great to watch the BC Bears the British Columbia side out of Canada coached by my friend Robin McDowell co-host of the Rugby Hive podcast Um, he's got a couple of legends in his side from Canada and some new younger players coming through so they'll always be very good and it's great that the Canadian uh, sides can use this as a development tool as well then two big teams in there, SoCal Griffins, who were finalists last year, led by Ty Nosa. Um, or what a player he has been. He's, he's injured, so he won't be with them this year, but they still have a, a ton of talent coming through there. And then USA Under-23. Uh, one of the coaches there is Ben Pinkelman, who we know is a local legend here, Olympian, a USA Sevens uh, uh, legend for many years in the World Series. So that side's going to be very good with some young players coming through. And then the uh, Kuma Cannibals, who are coming up here to eat up the opposition. And we'll see how, <laughs> how they go with that. Um, but just looking off the top of the hat there, I, I like the SoCal Griffins and the USA. So under 23 side in pool c all right then to round us off pool d you've got the 2019 champions the rambling jesters who always have a host of brilliant players in their mix a lot of mlr players in the side there as well uh, a new team lion rugby sevens out of the uk a lot of english players and welsh players as well have not seen them play much they're a newer program in the last few years so it'll be good to see them at this event tsunami barbarians one of my favorite sides stacked with talent this year they were the only team last year to beat the eventual champion samurai so it says a lot about their program and what they can do. Santa Rosa RFC are on their pool who are th- threatening with ball in hand, so dangerous. And we'll have to see what team arrives this weekend. And the Denver 7 Selects, two-time champions in the past as well. So that pool, you talk about a pool of death, is very tricky to call. Uh, I mean, Santa Rosa could come through there, so could Denver. I like Tsunami and the Jesters. so that one is anyone's game.
1: That is pool of death. Oh, my goodness. So, I mean, just based off the little rundown you gave us and some of the little research I've been doing – Seems like a strong tournament, right? There's really not a whole lot of weakness across the board, honestly.
0: You know, and, th- and that's the great thing about Rugby Town Sevens. It's a level up from the Club Sevens Nationals, all right, because you've got players sprinkled in from all over the world. You've got a lot of Sevens World Series players and a lot of future World Series players as well, which I love about it. Um, it's a very hard tournament to win. I told you in 2012, we came with Tiger Rugby with a loaded side. We did only made the, the, the quarterfinals nowhere, nowhere further. So um, just because you've got the talent doesn't mean you can win this tournament because you don't know what the surprise packages team can do. And what I do like, if you look at the past winners, you've had the All-Americans have won a few times, the, the Falcons as well denver the local side but then you've got teams like fiji cyber water the british army samurai last time and the rambling jesters all uh, foreign teams that have come here showcase their talent uh, and, and won the title
1: yeah and i know i had cody melfi on right after the tournament last year and he mentioned a lot of the same things and you know we talked a lot about how it is a step up from you know men's national club sevens and it's a step below the hsbc circuit circuit excuse me um uh, but that's what's so great about it is because this there is something like this that exists for you to take the next step to test your medal against guys that pl- have played in the Olympics guys that have 25 you know caps on on the series so it, there's nothing like it right
0: Yeah, and it's so great. We have special guest Mike Friday, the current USA 7s coach, coaching legend, of course. Uh, He led England, uh, Kenya, and now the USA. And so, he's here in person coming to look at the next layer of players. And the great thing is, you know, as a broadcaster, you get that bird's eye view. You can see which players are coming through, which players stand out. And important at this level is you need to stand out consistently. So, you could do well in your pool stages like any tournament, but once you get to the knockouts, those quarterfinals, the semifinals and the final are so hotly contested. And if you can do well in those games, your technique could do well in the 7s World Series because you're against into international players so look 62 games over three days um it's viewed in over 100 countries around the globe uh, long days 11 a.m to like 9 p.m day one day two maybe to 8 p.m and then day three to 5 p.m so a lot of rugby to come here and I think the weather's gonna be good for it too
1: have I wanted to kind of go off script a little yeah. bit here down but but being you know somebody that did play on on the series played in rugby town how important is it is what you do off the field in a seventh tournament as a player. You know, what how important is it to be off your feet and make sure you're staying cool and staying hydrated? Because I would imagine that's –
0: Probably where matches are won and lost, right? Great, a, a great question, and a great point, and and it, it's it's not dissimilar to being in the broadcast side where you need to you know recuperate yeah. and and you know rest and that sort of stuff. Get in air conditioning. So, the thing about these tournaments are you're on your you obviously only you, you you people look at it and they say okay, well you're only playing six games on the average weekend. Let's say it's a three day tournament, potentially two a day, and they're like, oh, but that's only 14 minutes. Your body is gas because you're yeah. going flat out the whole time, and you also do a small blowout session before you play your very first game because you don't want to be in that very first game you know drop the passes and not be with it mentally switched on so mentally you're on the whole weekend physically you need to rest in between if you can get into an air conditioned tent uh, or, and put your legs up um, recovery is huge if you're a physiotherapist working on your legs get rid of that lactic acid buildup which is huge eating at the right time mm-hmm. you don't you the timings between the games you, you could have a two hour break you could have a one hour break or five hour break so having that kind of thing measuring and making sure that you are up to the task when you're ready to go warm up and switched on that's the most important thing so you're right it's pretty draining as a player I'll never forget after the tournaments are done even on the sevens world series people are like well you are you gonna go celebrate now i'm like no i'm too tired i'm absolutely <laughs> I'm going <gassed."> home
1: <laughs> yeah, going to sleep <laughs> you no know, i think and, and there's still you know there's people that come to this podcast all the time maybe they you know hear about on another dmvr show or something that are just getting into sevens like you're, you're right it's it's only seven minute halves but your sprint it's a dead sprint you're Tackling people, using all your strength, all your energy. Uh, I know the first time I played seven, someone described it to me as playing three-on-three basketball on a football field, right? And that's, you know, it's there's nothing like it. That Nate Ebner's gone on the record about... You know, he's won Super Bowls, and he says training for the Olympics in 2016 is the hardest thing he ever had to do.
0: And and, and you're so right. That's a, the the interesting thing. Chatting to you know uh, my American friends that don't know rugby, you're so right. They're like, oh, but if that's so short. That's that's crazy. Then they watch a game and realize you make a breakout, you run 100 meters, and then all of a sudden, 30 seconds later, you're ready to play again. And that's yeah. the that's why a lot of the drills. I remember in the fitness training, you know, we did obviously a, a lot of fitness, but some of the drills were sprinting. You know. Uh, 80 meters, then straight away turning and sprinting 60, then straight away turning and sprinting 40. Because that's mimicking a game where you have position, you almost score, you cough it up, the other team attacks, you've got to run back and defend, then yeah. you attack again. Yeah. I mean, I know as a commentator, when their play goes for about two minutes, I'm gassed talking and commentating. <laughs> Imagine being on the yeah. field and like 90 degree weather, yeah. altitude as well. People don't take yes. that into account.
1: Making tackles, you know, running as yes. fast as you can, as you know. I talked to Sean Clark a couple of weeks ago, who's had a couple of stints with. You know, in Chula Vista at these USA camps, and he's talked about how this has put in perspective how hard you actually have to work to, you know, be an Olympian in the game of sevens. He said, when when you're there, you have to be committed to, you know, you have to go in realizing I'm going to black out every single day. I'm going to have to work as hard as I can every single day because that's what it takes to play sevens at the top level. And you have some of those guys playing this tournament this weekend.
0: Yeah, Colton. That's a, that's another great point you, you bring up. I, I I think the biggest difference for me, you're right. It was obviously not the playing of the actual game. It was the recovery, the fitness. Having that fitness test, those two days of fitness testing were the worst, and you had nightmares about them before. <laughs> Seriously, like I remember, like telling my wife, she's like, "Well, well like, why are you nervous? They're like, you know how to play the yeah. game?" I go, "No, no, it's the fitness yeah. testing, and that is the the most scary." And when you finally get into the you know the game-like scenarios where you're putting scrimmage matches, that's easy. Mm-hmm. Those are the easy parts to play the game. But you're right, it's all the outside things as well. And then also. So you've got things like your friends are saying, hey, come for a drink. You're like, no, no, I, I'm focused, yeah. you know, because, you know, at that time it was like a, a six-month playing in the series. You're like, I'm yeah. not doing anything for six months but play rugby, focus on my body, and kind of uh, be in the best shape I can be in.
1: Yeah, and like this weekend, there's 10 grand on the line, so it's there's no nothing to sneeze at, right? You're here to play, you're here to win, uh, and everyone's taking it serious. So now I know you mentioned players a little bit ago. We got a little bit off topic, but I thought that was good stuff. Uh, so are there a couple of players that you're kind of keeping your eye on? I know... With 300, it's impossible to cover everybody, but there's got to be a few that stand out.
0: Yeah, so they, you're right. There's some definite names that uh, that I'm keen to see how they progress in this tournament. Um, I'll highlight a few names here and there. And again, these are just, just off the top of my head. I know we've got for the USA under the 23 side, I'm very keen to see the Darius and Donovan Law brothers, uh, electric with ball in hand. Um, their teammate, uh, Kanu Koi, was so good in the Premier Rugby sevens earlier in July. So it'd be really good to see him and what electric feet he brings to this tournament. Aaron Martin for Denver is a flyer. I'd love it when he catches. The ball um, tsunami. I mentioned how many names they got, but just three that stand out from here: DeMonte Noble with his, you know, hot steps uh, you know more steps than the Great Wall of China. Aki Raymond, the Nigerian nightmare that terrorizes the defenders, uh, and it's not just on on his emails. Uh, and then Nolan Tuimohiloa, Loa, really good player that has come through the ranks as well. Uh, the Jesters, they've got three Barry brothers this time. Uh, it's the a famous, Barry, Barry family reunion. I, I can't <laughs> wait to call them Barry, to Barry, de Barry. <laughs> Sounds like a law firm, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then they've got five M.L.R. players in the mix as well. Uh, Uh, four from uh, the Free Jacks uh, and then Eric Naposki, the hot stepper as well from the Dallas Jackals. So a really loaded side um, uh, with international players. BC Bears has Brock Gallagher. Now this guy, he was the MVP at the last Premier Rugby Sevens event. He was outstanding for them, uh, a young American player. And then uh, Kanoa Lloyd, a Canadian captain international as well. Terran Meek was brilliant for NAV Sevens. So there's uh, so many good names and players. And the great thing too is there'll be names that we don't necessarily know or speak of that are going to come through and shine at this tournament. And that's why it's such a great development tool for for Rugby Canada and USA Rugby. I can't wait.
1: I mean, uh, all those names, it sounds like you've already been working on your pronunciation, which is great. Great to hear you. You sound like you're ready for the weekend. It's gay, You're in game form, <laughs> tip-top shape. Uh, I can't wait. I'm excited for it.
0: Oh, it's going to be an absolute blockbuster, my friend. Again, sixty-two matches over three days. It's it's a thriller, and you know, keen to see everybody come through the gates. You know, it's so great to, of course, to have in-person events again and be back at Infinity Park with such a great crowd for the USA versus Chile game. Um, And the good thing at this time, you know, it doesn't matter who wins or loses, you can support multiple teams, which Mm -hmm. is really great. And you know, realistically, for looking back at last year, I know the tournament happened
1: and, and it was a great time, but this is the first one not affected by COVID since 2019 because you had some technicalities with the Armed Forces teams that, you know, you saw two pl- teams play under different names. They weren't technically playing under the Armed Forces, you know, umbrella. Uh, so this will be the first one since 2019 that's back to completely normal, it feels no, like. So.
0: You're 100% right, you know, and it was also it was tricky with travel as well back then. So yeah. now at least things are open up and uh, players are raring to go and a lot of them coming off the National 7s, which is great, you know, so they had their chemistry there and Premier Rugby 7s being good as well. But I know a lot of the teams are looking you know, at the calendar and they saw Rugby Town 7s, you know, always the third week in August as pinpointing one saying, we need to be ready for that. Um, A lot of players even said to me, said, hey, put a good word in for me for Mike Friday. I'm (laughs) like, hey, listen, I'm going to call. If you do great stuff, you're going to hear great, you know, great calls about your name and stuff like that. But you need to do the work. It's your time to shine.
1: Uh, One of the other things I wanted to ask you is with stuff like the Premier Rugby 7s, you know, these more professionalized 7s competitions, has that made, you know, your job a little bit easier? because it is a little bit more official, right? Like there's, it's just more organized a little bit.
0: Yeah, and I love sevens. You know, commentating yeah. sevens, I just think is so much fun. Uh, just because it's so unpredictable, and there's just always moments for great play in any game. Um, you know, doing the sevens world series is for me is a dream come true to be a, a commentator on that and get a chance to go to LA uh, next week and do the LA sevens to close out this series, and then the sevens world cup in my home c- uh, country and home city, Cape Town. Uh, but yeah, Premier Rugby sevens uh, is really great. I know they're going to expand to maybe six events next year, uh, and it's great. To, it's also as a commentator, as you said, to see these players, be familiar with them, mm-hmm. and then they c- cross over to this. Premier RB7s I I think also have done a great job of having the women's side compete so four franchises for the women, four for the men Um, Emily Bidewell and her USA 7s program is great because they get a chance to look at their players at high level competition uh, without having to travel overseas and play which is great. Right.
1: Um, I know you've you've kind of hinted at it a couple times already but am I allowed to ask if you The special guest that will join you in the booth this weekend but we leave that for the
0: we'll leave that for for the fans that tune tune in in. and they're going to tune in for the usa under 23 game special guest to join us in the commentary booth uh and we'll get the one-liners and the shreds ready for that perfect uh i think that's that's all the questions i had for you i don't know if you you
1: wanted to push anything feel free Um, But other than that, we've got to get ready for a big weekend.
0: I can't wait, my friends. RugbyTown7s.com, obviously, your landing place to go there. If you want to catch up on some stuff I do outside of that, Rugby Hive, follow us on the social media there. Robin McDowell and myself have a podcast on The Crack there as well. But it's all Sevens. It's all Rugby Town. $10,000 on the line. I can't wait. It is going to be champagne rugby, my friend.
1: Thank you, Dallin. Have a great call.
0: Thanks, buddy. You See you then, you star.
1: All right. I hope everybody enjoyed that conversation with Dallin Stanford. Can't wait to jump into the tournament this weekend. It's going to be super fun. Hopefully you tune in um, and put some of that knowledge that he just gave us to the test. Uh, you can impress your friends and family by, by spitting out some of those facts. It's always good to, you know, blow somebody away with a good fact. That's a great feeling. Um, we'll go ahead and jump with the required reading portion of the show now, and that's brought to you by Gilbert Rugby. Gilbert is the official rugby equipment supplier of the American Raptors. Visit worldrugbyshop.com to grab all of your Gilbert rugby gear today. Uh, go read the Rugby Town 7s preview I wrote on RugbyTown7s.com. I will link that in the article that has this podcast as well as the bio of this podcast. So you can, again, you can read this stuff. You can be you you can be, you know, coached up. We'll insert this knowledge into your brain so you're ready to watch some rugby this weekend. You know everything about it. Go read it. Um, I'll be writing daily recaps for RugbyTown7s.com as well. So tune in there. If you miss some games, I got you covered. Let's go and jump with that stat of the week. Stat of the week is presented by Catapult. Catapult is committed to making performance technology available to athletes at all levels, whether it's the biggest teams and organizations in world sport or amateur rugby players. Catapult helps monitor performance like the pros. For more information, visit catapultsports.com. So I was going to try to track down some interesting stats. I gave you some, some more fun facts about Rugby Town 7's earlier i will have some some rugby town seven stats after the tournament but i don't really have any leading up to it so um, i decided instead i'm going to give you a couple fun facts about catapults themselves in honor of catapults sponsoring this segment so the one i I pulled earlier is pretty interesting Uh, this catapult called the onager which is o-n-a-g-e-r or wild ass catapult is the big birth of catapults created by the romans This machine was capable to release the stones with its powerful kick. It launched the 75-pound stones more than 1,300 feet. Uh, So imagine the damage you can do launching a 75-pound rock 1,300 feet at a structure, another army or something. I thought that was a very interesting, fun fact, considering this stat of the week, fact of the week segment's brought to you by Catapult. So hopefully Catapult appreciates some nice Catapult facts. I'd be interested to have someone from Catapult on to ask them about the uh, this particular catapult, the wild ass catapult. Um, I thought that was pretty interesting. Let's go ahead and close the show at The Loop. First Bank uh, sponsors The Loop, of course, and is the official banking partner of Infinity Park. They believe in banking for good, doing their best to do right by their customers, communities, and employees. Banking for good, member FDIC. Uh, watch Rugby Town Sevens this weekend. That's really all I want to say. I've got some fun stuff going on with some special guests from DNVR all weekend long. They'll be all over social media, so follow along for that. And you know how you can follow us on social media. You can follow on DNVR Rugby uh, on Twitter at DNVR underscore Rugby at Quilton Strickler. Um, it's going to be a busy weekend. Got some fun stuff with Down uh, coming out in the future too. Uh, so I can't wait. It's my favorite tournament of the year. The le- the week leading up to it's always really tough. Just a lot of work to get done. But once it's here, it's super fun. Uh, So I hope to see you there. Like I said, if you are here, send me a message. Be happy to come say hello. Other than that, hopefully you had a great week. Have a great weekend. Please come to the tournament. Come say what's up. Enjoy all the rugby this weekend. I will not catch you back here next Friday because I'm going to Mexico on Monday. But I'll catch you back here in two weeks.